Voice of the Bombers, one-on-one with Mike O'Shea, the Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Let's go, girls. Come on. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. That sounds like Shania Twain music in the background. Way to go, Sky Neller. You guys are our producer tonight. Um, the show is brought to you in part by Bear Crop Science. Science for a better life. 780-6868. We already have a bunch of text questions, which I'll get to when I can, and I'll get to as many as I can. And the phone line is the same, 780-6868. And, of course, we have to start with uh, the big news of the day, the kind of news, I guess, Michael Shea, that you'd rather not have to deal with and not have been presented with. But uh, Andrew Harris has been suspended two games for testing positive for a banned substance. Let's uh, have you repeat some of the things you said earlier today about your reaction when you first heard about it. Well, certainly shocked, obviously, because I know that Andrew worked extremely hard, and I know that he's also been tested three times this year, and uh, the second test was on July 2nd, and the third test came on July 12th, 10 days later. The second test on July 2nd was was perfectly clean, and with a with a blood and urine test, and then 10 days later, he tests positive for a trace amount of a, of a PED. So, um, you know, I absolutely believe it was a, a contaminated supplement that he, that he took, and that certainly doesn't, uh, you know, absolve him of, of, the, of knowing that he, that he took a, a supplement that he didn't have checked properly. Um, knowing that it wasn't uh, NSF certified, you know, every athlete understands that they have to, um, that they're responsible for whatever they put in their body. Most of the players take supplements, don't they? Most, if not all. Yep. Some form of supplement. I, I would say that's that's fairly accurate statement. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I, I would think most of them are fairly careful about what they take. Yep. They, they have to be. Yeah, I think the, the the problem lies in that if you if you buy a over over the counter supplement from a store, you, you generally think it's safe. But the the data that that's been compiled uh, shows that over twenty percent of of the supplements, you know, the weight gainer, the mass builder, those type of things, um, you know, twenty percent of them are are not just contaminated but contain a banned substance. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's a tough lesson to learn and. And, you know, my hope from all of this is that, one, Andrew's okay, obviously, um, but that everybody on the team learns from this. The business of random testing, and I think it's important to point out that before 2016, the drug testing in the Canadian Football League was not very, well, it was, there wasn't much of it to really count well, on. Well, it, was it certainly wasn't punitive. Yeah. That's that's the problem. When they first put the, um, <clears throat> and I sat on the Players Association when we were drafting the, the first drug policy, um, one side wanted it extremely uh, punitive, and the other side wanted more of a health and wellness rehabilitation um, sort of push in that regard. So, um, yeah, they've revamped that. In recent times, prior to 2016, if if you had tested positive the way Andrew Harris has, you your name would not have been made public. Am I accurate in saying that? I believe the first time, yeah, they would have been warned yeah. for the first time. So now the word random, um, 
How does a guy in random drug testing, when you've got 50 players, how does a guy get tested twice in 10 days? And again, I'm not trying to make yeah. a case for Andrew. I'm just curious about yeah, that. Yeah, it's interesting, because I, I, and I don't have the exact stats, but uh, the, the way it reads to me is the CCES, um, that's the Canadian Centre for Ethics and Sports, is going to mm-hmm. do the testing, and they're going to test, have um, a number of random tests equal to the amount of players, active players in the league. So... Um, throughout the course of the season, there will be players that never get tested uh, simply because the name could get drawn more than once, right? Um, <clears throat> as we said, Andrew's been tested eight times since he's been a bomber and three times this year alone, and we're only halfway through the season, so there could have been tested again um, going forward. So a- Andrew, uh, you know, one of his comments in his statement today was, you know, he he's not sure that it's completely random. So I think that solidifies the argument also that this was um, an, an accidental issue, you know, of ingesting a supplement that he thought was a good supplement, an over-counter supplement, all naturals, he said. Because if you if you really, it is a random process, but if you didn't believe it was random, if you thought you were being targeted, you certainly wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. The other thing that struck me when I first heard about this was that why would he jeopardize his legacy as a as a great player, uh, a good community guy, a guy who stayed out of trouble, who's never done anything wrong in his entire career. Why would he jeopardize that? Well, that's, he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah. He yeah, he's 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 worked too hard to get to where he is to to throw that away. So he, he wouldn't. Is this a distraction or a disruption for your team? No, we're we're all good. You're asking me to pick one. No, it's 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 neither. We're, neither we're, of the above. Yeah, we're yeah. we're good. We're um, we've got guys that are uh, ready to go, and they will do their best to make Andrew proud in terms of the way they play. I know how much admiration you have for Andrew Harris. You've said this many times on this show since he came back to Winnipeg. Does this? Not in your mind, but does this put a cloud over his head? And even if he's innocent, and I I choose to believe that he is, and so do many others. And so do I. Yeah. It's, I mean, to me, one of the unfortunate, I guess, byproducts of this for him is that all the good he's done, in the eyes of some people, it's tarnished now. No doubt. Do you see it that way? No doubt. Yeah. I don't think it should be. But, I, you know, it's foolish not to think that there will be some people that absolutely will refuse to to believe him and and you know to me believe some of the facts that are staring us right in the face will he get through this all right yes yeah he's got great support from his teammates he's a strong strong kid um that's not to say this hasn't <laughs> this has been a real gut punch for him and and uh um you know i think he got through the hardest part a few days ago when he addressed the team. And then, um, I mean, today was obviously tough, but he had great support from his teammates, and um, that will continue. The Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Mike, just a couple more things on the Harris situation. I know it's the club's discretion as to whether or not uh, he is allowed to practice and all the rest of it. What uh, what are you going to do in that regard? Yeah, he's going to be there. He, uh, you know, through this, uh, he needs his teammates more than anything, and I think he's a big part of the team, and he's going to help 
uh, the next group of young guys that are going to help us win this next game. Okay, let's take some phone calls. David, you're on the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, David. Oh, hi. I only have uh, two questions. Uh, first one is, how's the, your search for a uh, quarterback coming? Like, I haven't heard anything for over a week now, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe you're having difficulty trying to find anybody to bring in. And the second question I have is, what do you think of Jeff Heck's comments or criticism of the Ottawa player, Barassa, given his suspension for for two games for failing his drug test and um, given Andrew Harris's suspension? Do you think this is going to be a problem in terms of team chemistry or relationships amongst the team players? All right, David, we'll let him answer. With uh, regard to Jeff Heck, no, it'll absolutely not be a problem. Um, Jeff Heck likes to certainly, he definitely has his opinions, but he also likes to practice a lot of gamesmanship, So, and he's active on social media. So, um, you know, the way he would treat uh, a player from the opposition is, is in no way indicative of how he's going to treat his own teammate. And the first part was... Uh, Your quarterback. Yeah, have you oh, found a third quarterback? Yeah, we we're trying to make sure we get the the right mix, um, and it might be we might be having more than one. We'll see, but uh, we're we're certainly uh, looking and talking to a few individuals. Okay, David. Can I one more on the quarterback? Are you looking for like Canadian experience, or are you, are you looking for like any quarterback that you think might be of uh, assistance? Well, we have we have two trains of thought, and and both of them are valid. So we'll see where that puts us. Okay, thanks. Okay, Thank you. David, you were pretty emphatic last week. You said you you thought it was a priority to bring in a quarterback who's who knows the Canadian game and has played some in the Canadian. Well, game. I, yeah, that that was something I said. I was also answering uh, a, a few of the questions about um thinking we were crazy if we were going to bring in somebody with veteran experience. Yeah. Because they were commenting on some, some particular guys. Right. And and I was answering that actual critic. You um, said you'd be crazy not to bring in somebody with experience. Yeah, that would be it would be a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Probably harder to find, though, than... Oh, uh, definitely hard to find, but it would be a good thing to do. Easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, please ask Coach O'Shea tonight. This is a text from Andrea... If he is concerned about the number of late hits by Edmonton on Chris Streveler that were not called in Edmonton, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really see that many that I thought were were late. So I, I wasn't concerned about it. Here's one from Bob Coach O'Shea. It was so nice to see you relaxed on the sideline last game. Good in so many ways. Who knows? Maybe a full smile is pending in November. I don't know. I, I see the screenshots of you. I didn't see much different in your appearance. Were you different the other night on the sideline? I don't think so. I don't think so either. There was a couple times where I certainly wasn't smiling. I can tell you that. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, hey, Mike, great job on going 1-0. This is from David. Three weeks in a row in 2014, Drew Willie started 5-1, and one, and we dubbed Winnipeg Willie Peg after Willie Jefferson's knockout performance. I'm bringing back Willie Peg and want to wish you the best of luck in the next two weeks. See you at the Banjo Bowl. All right, so we, I guess he means Labor Day, maybe the Banjo Bowl. 
Willie Jefferson. We're 20 minutes into this show, and we, because of the events of today, we haven't talked about Willie Jefferson, but take it away, Coach O'Shea. When was the last time you saw an individual performance like that? Yeah, he was all across the stat page um, and and earned all those uh, stats by making big plays. Um, you know, a lot of time we've talked about the idea that the play doesn't necessarily, a good play doesn't necessarily equal a, a, a tick in a stat page, but uh, <laughs> Willie was incredible. It was four tackles, uh, another two for losses, three sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, a, sa- a punt single, and a recovery <laughs> of an onside kick. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, it, was, it was just phenomenal. Somebody called him, him Inspector Gadget. I heard somebody say something about Inspector Gadget. He is... You can put him into a lot of different situations and um, and feel very confident that he will make a great decision and and make a great play for you. So um, people call him a freak of nature and you know I mean that's it's a compliment in in respect to describing him those long arms, you know when he runs around a tackle, he gets around the tackle with his quickness and all the rest of it, but he reaches those arms out and what an asset those long arms are. Yeah, yeah, you can't underestimate his feet though. He right. he 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 makes moves on guys and and gets inside or gets around the edge and um and then yes, the finishing touch is that he can he can bend and and use that reach of his to uh, disrupt the the quarterback, and um, he really does make a, an extreme effort to um, to to go after the ball. Right, like he is always trying to get that ball out. He understands the importance of it. And then he's animated too, which. Some of us quite enjoy. I know that's not your your favorite thing, but man, he's having a ball out there. That's I have no problem with that yeah. with animation when you're when you're truly having fun. And I think there's a certain amount of joy that's out there on the field when he's out there. All right, let's uh, hear from Tom tonight on the Coach's Show. Go ahead, Tom. Hi guys, uh, Coach. I have a question for you on that play that um, Jefferson kicked the ball back. And then the Edmonton player bats it out of the end zone, and they keep possession of the ball and get at the 35. Were you aware of that rule before? Well, yes, it, it all goes like this. If the simple way to look at it is how does the ball enter the end zone? So we're on defense and we put the ball in the end zone, then we can get a single point. If we're on defense and the opposition, the offense puts the ball in the end zone, it's going to be a safety. Oh, uh, so... That's what I was wondering because I thought, well, why didn't everybody do that? Just give it to the punter and instead of punting, he just smacks it out of bounds. So well, the defense has to get the ball, whether they kick it or touch it, it doesn't matter. And then the offense, the team that had the ball, if they touch it last, they keep possession and get the ball at the 35. Yeah, because we kicked it in, it's going to be a single. If we had fumbled it in, it would have been a, it wouldn't have been a single. It would have just been a touchback. You'd have been so better off if you'd just fallen on that in the twenty yard line, well, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's the case too. But yeah. you know, we're t- Willie was trying to make a big play, and he, you know, he ended up tapping it away from. Oh, he made from Anthony Gator. One game, anyway. He made a lot of plays. Yeah. yeah, he sure did. Way to go, Coach! Keep up the good work. We're real proud of you guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Tom Kelly. You're on the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, someone just uh, had a comment about the running back situation that. Um, I see um, Harris in the twilight of his career, and, you know, I don't think he's going to have too much more left in the tank. Is there any possibility of trading him this year? No. No, that's out of the question. Is it not <laughs> no. possible? 
No, I, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be the right thing to do. I mean, you wouldn't trade him while you could get something for him. No, he's he's too valuable. He's. <laughs> All right then. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm kind of, I'm kind of flabbergasted. That's yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe trade him, get him something for him while you can. No, I, he's. <laughs> I'd like him to be a bomber for as long as as long as we can have right. him. Okay, Kelly, I think he's answered that fairly clearly. So, who do you play at running back in Regina? Johnny Augustine or John Santiago, or somebody else? Maybe. Well, you don't have anybody else. Well, Nick Dembski can take snaps at tailback. Yeah, but you're not going to do that. We're not? No. Oh. I know you're not. <laughs> so, now, Johnny Augustine has been the backup. He's been good. Yeah. Is he uh, Is he ready for yeah. prime time? Yeah, they're all ready. Yeah. They're all ready. So you wouldn't have any uh, problems with starting him? Uh, Johnny Augustine, um, you know, came in and, and was given a different role to start simply because we drafted Brady Oliveira, right? And and we were excited to see what he could do. And then Brady got hurt, and Johnny stepped up, and he's improved on special teams. He's shown that he's extremely tough uh, when he's been given the ball uh, at, the, and, you know, at the end of games. Uh, he's run extremely hard, uh, helped us get first downs at the end of games when everybody knows you're going to run. Um, he's managed to grind out first downs for us. Uh, you know, he is very, very strong, uh, very explosive. So um, him and John Santiago and whoever else we're going to line up there will do just great. The Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. What is this, Mike? Now, do you recognize this music? Absolutely. What is it? Scorpions. Scorpions. Who are the Scorpions? Fill me in. My high school metal band. <laughs> okay. Um, Same age as me, 50 years old. <laughs> Whatever. We don't want to turn, and this is not a, a testimonial to Andrew Harris, but uh, I'm on Twitter, and a number of former players, current players, have reacted to Andrew Harris's situation today. And I, none of the ones I've seen, and I've seen there's been hundreds of them here, are critical of him. Here's one from DJ Lalama, Winnipeg guy who uh, was let go by the Bombers a couple of weeks ago and is now in Montreal. This is what DJ Lalama said on Twitter. Integrity is of the utmost importance for me personally, like many others. Without it, little else matters. I'm here to voice my support for Andrew as he deals with this unfortunate circumstance. I've spent the last decade training beside, working with, and playing with Andrew, and his work ethic and passion for this game and the people around him are literally second to none. Never would he jeopardize his name, character, career, or respect from his peers by cheating. That's DJ Lalama. Kelly Bates, a former teammate of Andrew's in BC. Craig Smith, who was a coach or a, a, a scout with the Bombers and uh, with Saskatchewan and BC, uh, put out a similar tweet where they... They spoke to Andrew's character and how throughout his career, he has never, ever shown any sign of being on the wrong side of things. Let's put it that way. So I think it's important to share those things with you as we as we discuss this situation. Let's get back to the phone lines. Joe, you're on the Coaches Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, Bob. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'd like. Has Harris revealed what the supplement was? 
No, he won't, and I think it's because of legal issues. Mike might want to speak to that, but... Yeah, I... What about transparency, though? Well, I think he's he's going to do his due diligence and and look at the supplements he has and try and figure that out. But to prematurely say here is the supplement, I think puts him certainly in peril in terms of um, the legality of that. (laughs) No, Joe. If he names a supplement, uh, that company could come after him with a lawsuit. And that would not, not be... Not if it's true, though, Bob. Oh, well, no, not if it's true, but it might be hard to prove. Uh, and, yeah, well, I don't think you want to I take think, that chance. I, I think that that kind of stuff takes time. Uh, it takes it would take longer to figure that out than Andrew would have reg- with, the coach, CFL, coach with the CFL testing system. Yeah, you, well, you don't have... What, what uh, people are mistaken about is the appeal process. There is, there really is none. You can appeal uh, the CFL decision completely based on the administrative. Him. Pardon me. If he, if he doesn't come clean, what this stuff was, it's going to taint him. Well, this people are going to have to, pe- people are going to have to make their own decision on that, Joe. Aren't they? Yeah, they, it's, it takes, it takes it longer. Isn't th- being transparent, and you know it. No, I don't. As a matter of fact, it takes a long time to get that stuff tested and get it figured out. Yeah. So obviously, there's a timing issue that's involved. Once again, yeah. they're, they're, the appeal process is strictly an administrative appeal, pro, appeal I think process. Andrew was blinded by the lights myself. Okay, Joe. Well, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. So uh, yeah, we'll just leave that at that. Ed, you're on the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Ed. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good. I believe Mr. Harris didn't know there was that supplement was contaminated. He wouldn't jeopardize his career. Now, my question is for the coach. When we play Saskatchewan this coming Sunday, our defenders, are they going to protect, stop the, the, the receivers from getting a little, getting the balls on long passes and stay a little close to them? Because I think we've been getting hit on that, sort of. And is Mr. Strebler going to throw a little more balls so we can get ahead? <laughs> and I'll, wow. I'll hang up and you can let you comment. All right, Ed, thanks for the call. Well, certainly that long pass at the end of the game was uh, not something we want to see, and and thankfully it didn't come back to hurt us. Um, Yes, nobody wants to give up the explosive play. And with regards to Strev, you know, there was, I would say, at least three drops in that game, too, that uh, would have changed the stat line a little bit. But... um, you know, in talking to the offensive coaches, uh, the idea was, and the idea always is, it's not just because uh, Chris Trevler's in the game. The idea is simply this. In each and every week, what is it going to take to win the game? And And that's what all three phases need to be thinking about, is against this opponent this week, how do we win? And I thought we put together a pretty damn good game plan to help us win the game. If you didn't take advantage of Chris Trevler's running talents, you'd be missing the boat, wouldn't you? You'd be playing right into the other team's hands, you know. So the, his ability to run helps open up and slow down a pass rush, you know, helps open up the pass game and slow down a pass rush. So um, absolutely. And can he... Can he Will he pass the ball better? Absolutely. Will he see the the defenses better? Absolutely. It comes with experience, right? So, but uh, 
The number one thing he's in charge of is winning, and he did that. Yeah. There's astonishment across the league. You know this in a lot of centers that, that you guys are doing as well as you are without these big passing numbers. But to me, what gets overlooked is all the other things that you're doing well. You take fewer penalties. You force more turnovers. You make big defensive stops when you have to. I mean, all those things, and then you add them up. And we run the ball better than anybody else. Well, of course, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> that does take away some plays. Yeah. We don't yeah. have the number of passing plays yeah. that other teams have. So do you think sometimes there's too much focus on what you're not doing versus what you are doing well? Yeah, I, I just think there's going to be a focus on, after every game, uh, unfortunately, on what we didn't do. You know, But once again, I think if the most important thing is is... Sticking to a process that's, that's allowing you to win games and winning those games, then you should be able to do them in a variety of ways. Like I said, you should be trying to formulate a plan that's going to allow you to win the game whichever way, however that plan looks. And it may look different from week to week. Hard to argue with eight and two. Coach, how does the roster work with global players? When Hansen goes in on defense, does he need to replace an American or can he come in for a national? How does that work? American. Um, he has to replace an American. Yep. Okay. Um, how did he play in Edmonton? Yeah, excellent. He just keeps getting better. He, uh, I think he had a couple tackles. I know he hit, I know he hit Harris a couple times and uh, he, he pursued the ball extremely well. He's, He's certainly um, become more skilled, and as it once again, he's gotten faster. His foot speed and the game has slowed down for him. So he's he's fun to watch. The guys get really excited. He's in there because he's he's in there making plays. And he's in there for a reason. Yeah, his uh, his improvement to me has has been a real highlight of the season. Um, let's go to another text question. Who knows what we're eating these days? Maybe Andrew had a Beyond Meat Burger that day. The Bombers are a team, and Andrew is part of that team, and they put it together. Well, that's kind of a... That's brought you, to you by the, the beef suppliers, cattlemen of, kind of a Manitoba. Humorous, humorous way to look at things. And uh, Congrats on the W in Edmonton. I've been waiting to see the Willie Jefferson of 2018, and finally, he's worth the price of admission. Get that man a contract extension. For the game against the Riders, how about we start McGuire as quarterback and Strebler can be the running back in place of Harris? Wow. You can tip your hand on that one? No. <laughs> not going to answer that one. You know, I, the reference to Willie Jefferson, though, and he had the huge game the other night, but he's played well the last six weeks or so since, to yeah, me, since he got comfortable with yeah, what he's I'm doing. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is about because yeah. I thought he's... He's played well, and yes, has he improved? Absolutely, yeah. but there is—it's a different system. You know, he was—he's been in a certain system for a number of years. So we're asking him to do a few different things and ask him to look at it a little different way. And and you know, to his credit, he's been—he's been hard at it, making sure he's—he's he's doing the things that we want him to do and changing the th a few things that we want him to change. But you know, there is a side of too that says, "Hey, just put him out there and leave him alone. Mm -hmm. Let him go." Coach, regarding the Eskimos' onside kick, I thought this is the last play of the game or second to last play of the game, whatever. Um, I thought the usual protocol is for the refs to make a call in the field, which the command center will either uphold or overturn. If there is sufficient evidence to overturn, then the call in the field stands. In this case, it seems there was no. I, the last word I can't even make out there. But uh, tell us what, how, what you made of that play. 
Yeah, I don't know that there was an initial call on the field. Mm. I can't I can't say that there was or wasn't. I was waiting for one. I was standing right there. I knew we had the ball. I knew I knew Willie batted it out. Mm-hmm. And then I think what they came back with was it was our ball because it was simultaneously touched. So they say that an Edmonton player, I believe 41 maybe, Moon got Shadrick it, Hunter, yeah. Got his hand on it at the same time or as Willie was batting it out, but I thought Willie did a fantastic job and and from my vantage point it was pretty clear that he had, you know, that backhand, double hand swat at it to 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 bat it out and he got up there and we could have done a better job with that or we missed a guy on the on the blocking assignment that we uh, def, you know we definitely need to improve on. We can't have a guy run run free like that. It was a pretty good onside kick though, by Sean White. Yeah, nice placement. Yeah. Um, you know they ran a, a a nice little scheme to get a guy clean and and uh, sure I'll give them some credit, but I I know that our guys can be one man better on that. Was Jeff Gray the guy who? Made those two Edmonton players take the bad penalties and set up your last touchdown. Was he in there stirring things up? I thought uh, I saw that. I don't know that. I don't know that. I do know that Jeff Gray has sometimes said, for some reason, people don't like me. But it's always funny when he says that. I wonder why. The Bombers Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. And it's brought to you in part by Bear Crop Science, science for a better life. Jean-Marc on the phone. You're on the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Not bad. Uh, just want to say, Mike, uh, congratulations on your 100th uh, game coach of the Bombers. You're one of the best coaches we've ever had and uh, a class act. And I always really appreciate how you stick up for your players. Uh, I really, really think you do a great job. And as far as the game last week, one of the best games of the year. Uh, amazingly coached. Um, went into Edmonton with a six-game winning streak. Trevor Harris passed for over 400 yards, and we won. Um, anything could have happened when Matt went down. It didn't. Uh, the guys came together. Willie Jefferson was amazing. It was just an awesome game. So I, I, I have nothing to say but positive. I've been a bit of a skeptic, to be honest. But you're winning games. You're do, you're as as you said before. Um, you got to make one better play. But I think there was a few better plays uh, in the last game. And just keep up the good work. And uh, I hope you coach another hundred uh, games in Winnipeg. Appreciate your positivity. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Thanks yeah. for the call, John Mark. Brian, you're on the coach show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Brian. Hi guys, um, Mike. I just want to say it's nice to see you beat a good team with teamwork. And I have to say, this is a very fun season. This is just like the, uh, 2001, where we went 14 and four. So hopefully, you can keep up all the the good work. Uh, Bob, this question goes off the post game show. Uh, caller asked you if there was a another quarterback who's rushed more than Strebler. I believe uh, Strebler had 98 yards in the game. Can you think about? Have you found out if there's another quarterback who's rushed that far? The only guy I can think of is Buck Pierce. Yeah, I'll have to look. Uh, I haven't had a chance, Brian, that I recall now that came up in the postgame show. I haven't had a chance to look into that, but I will. I'm making a note of it now as you speak. The last bomber quarterback to run for 100 yards in a game. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it probably was Buck. That, yeah. Probably was Buck, but I'll look that up. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Brian. Daryl, you're on the coach's show. Go ahead, Daryl. Good evening, gentlemen. 
Well, I, I would admit I'm one of the guys that calls in can, complaining about some of the coaching decisions and, and schemes that we run. Uh, this past week, I, I have to say that that may be the best job of coaching I've seen in a long while. Uh, you know, from Richie Hall's defenses to Lapo's play calling, it, it was excellent. Uh, Mike, uh, the decision to kick the longer field goal at the end showed confidence in in. Justin Medlock, I, I I was truly truly impressed, and I, I hope it continues this year. And I, I know for a fact that your players love you because every year I have a few guys over for a barbecue, and that was this weekend, and they they can't say enough about you. So good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate it. Thanks, Daryl. Corey, you're on the coaches show. Go ahead, Corey. Hi, coach. I got a question to ask you. Wolotowski. Um, he's been struggling a couple, a uh, few games with drops. Would there be any uh, idea of putting him into slot and bringing Whitehead out in the outside receiver, to, you know, to go one-on-one with his speed? Do you think that would help out Scrivener with the bigger body inside? Well, I think if you... What's interesting is is Lapo does a great job with all the, the movement he has the receivers doing, so... Um, you know, to say that that Wally's on the outside all the time is not exactly accurate. So, you know, we have had Whitehead on the outs, lucky on the outside there, and we have had Wally in the slot a bunch of times. So, we we constantly or Lapo constantly changes the formations around to move the receivers around and get different matchups and and give defenses different looks and put guys in positions uh, that they're not always in so that they can get a pass or, or change things up a little bit. So, yeah, Wally's been closer to the ball a, a pile of times this season. Yeah, I'm just thinking more with the bigger body getting inside, you know, with more tougher yards inside, you know, just getting yeah. confidence going. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, he gets that opportunity. Yeah, we're, we're very confident in Wally's ability to play any of the positions. Uh, he is smart, and, and he's quite willing to do whatever we ask him to do. So, um yeah, we certainly we don't lack confidence in him, and I don't know that that Wally's lacking any confidence right now. He, you know, it's he had a drop, so you know he's ready to go to the next play and has already moved on from it. All right, Corey. Okay, Coach. Thank you very Thanks. much. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Thanks Corey. Much. Here's a kind of an interesting question, Coach. Uh, will Andrew Harris be subject to weekly drug tests once he returns? And does the league test the same number of players each week from each team? Do you know the answer to that? I do not. Uh, the second part, I do not. But now Andrew is subject to, I think, two years of of testing, you know, basically scheduled testing, whatever they, and probably random also. So, yeah, yeah he, he will be highly scrutinized, as he's already been. Yeah. You know, eight, eight drug tests already, three this year, he's already been scrutinized. So Let's end the show on this note. If I was asked to speak on behalf of all Bomber fans, I know what they'd tell me to say to you, and that is, Coach O'Shea, whatever you do this year, Beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard it for six years. And before that, when I was in Hamilton, all we heard was, was yeah. beat Toronto. And then when I was in Toronto, all we heard, all we heard was beat, beat Hamilton. Hamilton so. Seriously, though, back-to-back with the Riders, boy, this is always, always a big series, isn't it? Labor Day, the CFL, it doesn't get any better. We'll come back. We won't come back next Monday because it is Labor Day, but we'll be back next Tuesday with another edition of The Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea on 680 CJOB.